Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Perspectives with Gwen. Very excited, so we're shooting on Freedom Day. Happy Freedom Day! We are shooting live at the backyard, backyard of Legacy Yard. If you haven't checked out this place, superb. So this conversation or this episode that we're going to embark on today, probably by the title you already see or know what we're talking about, but it was triggered by a post, right? So I saw this Facebook post, the 2000s, as we call them. The 2000s stated that they want a rematch of apartheid because they feel like they can handle it better better than the, the previous generation or better than their grandparents. Yeah, I know, <laughs> the, uh, the audacity. But the, the point I'm trying to get to here is, is the response, right? So this guy responds to them and he says, oh, you are the last people or the last group to actually say that because one, you guys are quite weak, you guys are very suicidal, you guys, um, you know, he had a lot of things to say about the 2000s. He, he mentioned that you guys shouldn't even think of, of, of saying things like that or even uh, thinking about it because you guys are, are no match, basically. You guys are just very, very weak. And I thought to myself, okay, cool. Um, maybe it was drastic for them to think like that. But I mean, that, that speaks of, of, the, um, of the confidence of Ama 2000. That speaks of the confidence that these, these guys have. And also, maybe I'm a bit biased. I'm four years away from being a 2000. <laughs> I'm born in 96, so I'm four years away from being a 2000. So I think I resonate with them much better than any other generation, you know. And it just got me thinking that it's not only that guy, right, who has something to say uh, similar or, or who has that narrative or belief about Ahmad 2000, you know. I find that there's a, there's a lot of us or a lot of people who, who have a lot of negative things to say. Like, there's this notion or term I'm at 2000s, the lost generation. The lost, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Where does this come from, the lost generation? Or they call them the sad generation. And then I think um, when, when you see them or when you see the, the group act a certain way, then you wonder why they respond like that or why they are, you know, this, this generation that is deemed to be lost or sad because there are so many negative words that we just throw around Ama 2000. And I don't think it's, it's true. I've got a different perspective of them. I've got a very different perspective of them. And I think I'm, I'm just going to share a few of them with you because I think let's, let's have this conversation. If you are a 2000, let me know if you agree with me or you don't agree. And also if you have a 2000 as a child, if you um, have a sibling that's a 2000, let's engage right i've got siblings i don't have a child yet i've got siblings though and all of them are 2000s so then it, it it hits home because i love my siblings i love my cousins I, you know there's just a, a lot of people who are 2000s that i hold dear to my heart and then i think if we continue to label them like this if we continue to push this narrative what generation is going to come after us I feel, like, I feel like I'm in the middle though because as I said, I'm four years away from them. So I don't know, maybe I'm like a, maybe I'm a, part, I'm like a part of them, I don't know. But I'd like to look, look at a few things that, that I hold um, to, to resonate with the 2000s more than any other generation, right? 
The first one is their capabilities. If we can be honest, technology, guys, those people are clued up on par, know their story, know what's happening. They can solve a problem like this within a blink of an eye. A 2000 will solve a technological problem. Like, I feel like they're very smart, witty, just sharp. If you can think about it, the kids that are, that are being raised today, if you give them your phone, they'll navigate it maybe even to, to, to the best of anyone else who has ever navigated that phone. They know exactly what's happening, how it's happening, and they just know it. You think, who taught this child how to press here and do this? But they just know it. And I think that's one of the greatest strengths that we have in MS2K. The second one is they've got a very inquisitive mind. And I think I resonate with them so much on this one because I'm just like them. Very inquisitive. If they don't understand something, they're like, hold on, what do you mean? Where does it come from? They just, they just don't take things as is. And I feel like it's such a great, uh, positive, um, I don't know, thing to have. You know, I feel like it's a great trait to have because these guys, are the people who are going to change the trajectory of, of our country, the systems of this world, and everything going forward. And they're going to change it for the better. If we change the way we label them, I believe. We are, we are yet to experience true liberation, true freedom, true life. We are yet to enjoy life through our 2000s. And, and that's the reason why I kind of feel touched when when such things or such narratives or words are thrown around around them because it's like we're planting a seed that's contradicting their capabilities and what they're called here to do you know yes great our parents and our great parents fought a good fight to be here you know um i think we're all here because some people fought for the liberation for us to be here but if you think about it true real liberation is still coming i don't think we've reached that point and i think the people are going to land us there my 2000s and another one they've got a diverse upbringing right so i'll make an example in our family we've got a um what, what can i say a racial in, uh, like different races of of family members through marriage people marrying or being with someone who's of another race so there's a mixture now this was not lo no longer like a black family as you will label people according to their races but you find that we've got colored siblings now because of the mixture of, of, the, of the people coming together and getting married. So you've got a different breed and it's, it's beautiful because now these people know no color. Yes, I can see color and I would love us to, to not be ignorant or to say we don't see color. We do see color. It's important to see color. But um, I think with them, the, 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 um, the benefits of them being raised in diverse families in terms of races they are able to not fear the next race like how our black parents feared them right you get what i mean so uh, uh, 2000 will not be afraid to call the next race person to order you know because they won't raise with oh yes bus. they don't know what a yes bus is they don't know what um a don't pass is they, they don't know how to be subjected to to um really to to i don't know how do i call it to really oppression that's the word they're not really um subjected to oppression they don't know what oppression is through another person so yes there are still bits and pieces there because we, we're not really um 
in that point of, of being diverse. But compared to uh, the previous generations and the previous years, they are in a much better space. You know, they grow up in, in mixed races. Everything they do, they just do it together, irregardless, irregardless of the color or the race that you're in. So it's very easy for them to see the next person as just the next person. Whereas previously, it was, oh, um, this one is much superior or they hold more authority to me. So whatever they say goes. With this generation, it's not going to happen. It's not happening. It's not happening. And uh, I think we need to continue pushing that. We need to continue advocating for that because that's where most things are going to be. Most people are going to be free. And that's where most things and systems are going to be changed when we are able to converse and live life as equals, irregardless of our race. And I think our 2000s have a really good thing going when it comes to that because those people don't care about race, color, age. They will question things, they will call you to order, and they will look for explanations and, and they will want to understand before they engage and, and embark on, on something. So that's a really, really good trait for that. And I really uh, um, admire them for that, you know. Um, a lot of things go into corruption and they go unaccounted for because people are not being held accountable. Our parents are, are scared to, help, to hold their peers accountable at work or they, their seniors, the people that they elect in power, they are scared to hold them accountable because they still have that mentality of, no, no, you can't say anything. How do you get the power? Where do you get the power to, to call me into order? We, we still see that. We still see that in certain companies that have engaged in corruption and we still don't know what's happening with them because, you know, it's like, but how do we start to question them or hold them to account? Because there's still a bit of that, you know, certain people still feel superior than others. But I'm at 2000s, they're going to bring an equilibrium to that. So absolutely love them for it. The next one, they are unapologetic. Like I said, they will not apologize. They will not apologize for being themselves. They'll not apologize for their opinions. They will not apologize for anything that they deem to be true, good or bad. And I think that's where you come in as someone who doesn't identify as a 2000. So instead of saying, oh, they are ungovernable, oh, they are unruly, oh, they just want to have their way. That's where you come in because yes, they're witty, yes, yes they're smart. Yes, they're able to, to do a lot of things that a lot, most people couldn't do, but also there's still a bit of channeling that needs to happen. So we still need to, to get them to understand that there's certain principles and values that you need to hold on to. Doesn't matter how smart or confident or vocal you are, this is how life goes. So instead of pushing them down and pointing down on them, teach them. When they say something, say, okay, maybe the approach, I understand where you're coming from, but the approach. So teach them the approach. Teach them how to best express themselves without being uh, these bold uh, people that maybe come uh, as controversial, come across as rude or, or just unruly. Teach them how to best converse and, and raise their, their points without being rude or, or without um, coming across as, as unruly or just, you know, ungovernable because I don't think that's what they want. I don't think that's always their intention. But um, yeah, they, they'll also maybe share their perspective on this one. But I believe Amat 2000s, they, they have the best interest at heart, you know. Um, and there's a lot of things that are getting resolved as we speak. There was this university, I think there was some mayhem that happened in one of the universities in Cape Town. And the students 
pulled up a strike and they were like, we are not going to be oppressed at this time. We are equal in this university. We deserve equal benefits. Everything was in order and they stood up for their rights, you know. And that's, that's, that's well and good. And I say big ups to that. Maybe the parents and, and the older people need to come through and just balance it in terms of responsibilities to say, hey, you have your rights, uh, you know your rights, but also know your responsibilities. Know where to, to draw the line. Know what you need to do as well. Know what you are responsible for because they've also got a very major role to play in terms of, of making sure that you know we, we grow in a peaceful, healthy, safe and mentally um, stable country and system. And then um, there's also a few a few trends that I would like them to help me on because I saw these were trending a few weeks ago, a few days ago. The Latizi one, Latizi. Who is Latizi? And why so much mayhem and why so much noise, right? So if you didn't know what, what happened, there was this um, movement that they embarked on and they just went to mall after mall in numbers, in groups, dressed in a certain way, you know, pushing a certain agenda. I don't really know what it was, but I just know that um, this is just like a prominent American something, but the, the, the entire movement or something is, is from America or whatnot. They'll correct me if I'm wrong. But basically they come with a certain agenda and they communicate online to say, let's go to Mall of Africa. Let's invade Mall of Africa, right? And then they meet and they, they do whatever they want to do there. Um, unfortunately, there was a case or an instance where someone uh, was part of the group, got hurt or passed on, but there was just uh, like negative outcomes stemming from that. But my thing is, okay, cool. And people were upset and they were shouting like, well, what are these 2000s doing? These people are ungovernable. These kids are unruly. You know, all of this, people were just like throwing their comments and just like, you know, at them. And then I thought to myself, okay, hold on. But if you can look at it, if you can think about it, I picked up that these people are very good at communication one because to get so many people to come together at one place, particular time they're there on time they know what they're wearing they know what they're doing and they execute i was like these people are very good at communicating and also they are very good at planning so i thought to myself maybe what if the people that were responsible for organizing this movement as much as people were one one happy with it because it was unpleasant how it played out but what if you were one of the people to to call them and say, okay, cool. I see you guys are very good at putting something together and coming together as young people. How about you plan a seminar? How about you plan an event? How about you plan, um, I, I don't know, like, like something that's going to help them, benefit them. How, I think they need a channeling of their energy. I really believe in that because one thing, they've got energy and they've got energy for days and they're using it. <laughs> But I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of channeling that needs to happen. So I didn't get anyone, maybe you are one of the people, let me know, but I didn't get anyone who was saying, who has something positive to say about that, to say, I think these people are really good at something. And that's planning, that's execution, that's communication, and, and that's unity, because they were able to unite. And even when they were being asked, they were like, oh no, I can't comment, because they're still holding on to to the agreement that this is what we're doing and we can't really share more detail on it. We know what we're doing, but 
everyone else can't be let in too deep. And I'm like, look at these people. If we can utilize those skills, imagine if you can get the same people who plan that to plan events, to plan um, sales, pop-up sales uh, events, to, to plan just nice events instead of us just bashing them. What about them getting an opportunity to utilize their skill because it's a very good skill and most of us can learn a lot from them. So I learned something. I was like, these people actually, um, they ought to be utilized, you know. Uh, there's another one. It's um, Prime. So there's this very expensive energy, energy drink. I think Checkers is going to have it on retail at some price at a very low price now but initially when the news broke out about prime which is a brand or product energy drink that was put in by two two guys two popular youtube guys put up uh, this prime brand or energy drink and they have it sold the 2000s were the people to run with it they pushed it i remember one of the celebrities which was complaining about her sign wanting this 400 rand drink i think it was 400 rand at that time and she was like i don't understand what is it with this energy drink? What does it give you? What does it have to do with anything? Why are kids just like going crazy about it? And then when I did more research, apparently uh, because some countries were banning it because of too much caffeine or something on it, the, the 2000s were still buying it like, you know, still in demand. So because it was in such great demand, they were buying it online. They decided to hike the prices until it was at a, a price of 400 or something, but it was in the hundreds. Imagine an energy drink sold on on a hundred because of its high demand That's power. That's sales power. That's business power Now when I started I was like, okay, cool. These people are teaching me something again These people can push something To go to a sales price that has never ever existed before Because that for me that that was magical in a, in a business sense for me that was magical We'll get to the other issues of it and whatnot. But what I picked up from it was like, these people are very skilled. These people will make great business people tomorrow. They are great business people now even. Not even tomorrow. They are great business people now. So there's, there's quite a lot, a lot of things I'm learning from the 2Ks. I'm learning so much from the 2Ks. And, and I think that that's, those are some of the things that we need to focus on and look at, you know. Because these people are... They are game changers. I believe in them so much. I think 2Ks are going to change the game for good. And that's for good. And then, um, obviously, my challenges on the, on the other app that I won't mention, just in case. If you, if you follow that app, you know who are the people who bring up new dance challenges, who are the people who bring up new trends, who are on it. So they've, they've got a vibe, they've got, a, they've got style, they, they've just got, you know, I, try, I tried to emulate them today. <laughs> tried to emulate them today. They've got, vibe, they've got a vibe, they've got style, they've got confidence. If they're doing something, they're doing it. And all of them will follow suit. So that's a good thing, that's a bad thing because influence is their game, is their play. Influence is their platform. So they're very good as well at influencing each other. So imagine if 1-2K can do something great and also influence the other ones to follow suit. But oh man, we know, we know them when they pull up those dances, when they do those challenges. And then you see even the older ones just coming up and joining in. But it all starts with these people. It all starts with these guys just like saying, hey, we're doing our own thing. We love it here and we're not trying to be anyone else but, our, but ourselves.
That's one thing I really love about Amar 2K. And I think we're going to speak about a very sad story now, which is, which is more of a, a negative to, to them and to their generation. So if you remember, there was a very tragic incident that happened um, in one of the taverns in, was it in Pretoria, Johannesburg? And most, well, not even most, all of them, all of them were in one place, in a club or something like that, tavern, and all of them caught the steam and unfortunately they passed on. So as much as, yes, they've got, you know, they've got all the great things that I've mentioned, one of the major negative things is they don't know where to really spread the energy or where to really exert this much energy. Then you find this tragic thing happening to so many great minds, so many great young people. And you don't know what the agenda was. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to understand how did it happen and why did it happen? We, like, so many young people were lost in that debacle and I still don't understand how and why it happened. But it goes back to now saying, if, if the parents, <laughs> y'all can come for me, mamas, but if, if the parents really step up, stepped up on this one and said, hey, now you're going to a club. Some parents, yes, some parents didn't know. Some parents did know. How do I know this? Because some of the parents, they, they, they found out that they, their children were going to this place, that their children were going to hook up in this place. And they were like, oh no, hold on. That, that's not gonna happen, you're not going. So they pulled their children out of that, of, of, of that group and they were like, you're not going to that party. Now, when this happens, imagine the parents that were able to step up and say, you're not going, you're not allowed to go to a nightclub, you're not allowed to be going, to, going out at night partying. Yes, cool, the parents at that time, they were not the coolest mom or the coolest dad, but what they did for their kids, till today, the kids will still thank them because they saved them literally from dying. And what's stopping the next parent from doing that? What's stopping us as older siblings from saying to our siblings, you can't do that, you can't go there, you can't hang out with people like this. What, what's stopping us? And also, there, there's a lot of people, I think their parents, because they, they would say, oh, but these children, they are very, what, controlling? And I'm like, when you were growing up, when I was growing up, I knew that I couldn't have my way with my mom. When I have my child, why would I think it's, it's good or it's okay for my child to have their own way with me? Because I know the good things that came out of my mom saying, no, you can't, no, you can't. Even though I didn't like her that much when, when, when she was saying that, but looking back, I'm like, thank my mom. So then I feel like also there's a bit of, of a gap there when it comes to people who are looking after the 2000s before you judge them and say, oh, well, or they just don't want um, to be told what to do. Are you really actively disciplining them? Are you actively teaching them the right values and principles? Are you really passing on the things that were, that were passed on to you, that were, help, that were helping you be raised to be the person, the great person that you are today? Or you're just looking from afar and be like, oh no, these ones you can't do. Oh, you've already written them off. So, so you're not gonna advise, you're not gonna pitch in and teach because you can't teach where you're quick to judge. You can't judge 
and then teach. You have to, to teach. You have to teach. And I think that's where most people need to take accountability before we pull them down and say, I'm not okay at this and this. Have you taught them something? Have you stopped them from doing something? Have you embarked on, on conversations that are really, really necessary for them to grow to be the best people that they can be? Or are we all just saying, oh, I'm a 2000, the lost generation. Anyway, and what we're gonna get into is now, going on to them. <laughs> so 2K, listen up very closely. <laughs> I've, got, I've had a lot of nice things to say about you. Now, What's really sad is, and, and I think uh, the system is really smart in this. The system really knows this, right? We're getting into a time where older ideas are sifting out and new ones are springing up. So what does that need? New minds to pop up, new intellect, new ideas. What does the system do? It causes these people to self-sabotage. And they fall for it. And why do I say that? You are self-sabotaging if you're going out every weekend, drinking, partying, doing as you please, waking up the next morning, don't know where you slept, don't know how you got to that venue, don't know how you're gonna get back home. You're self-sabotaging. I can say it for free. <laughs> you're self-sabotaging if you are embarking on things that you're not ready for the consequences. If you're, if you're going to, to, to sleep with someone, you must be able to expect the things that come with it. You must be able to, to expect that you're either going to have a child, you're either going to catch a disease, you're either going to fall into depression when that relationship doesn't work out. You're self-sabotaging. I'm going to say it for free. Uh, and, and I think there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm a 2K do. You're self-sabotaging if you're going to get into crews that are doing drugs every single day, that are constantly planning on, on what to steal so that they can get wonga or, or so that they can get the next medication to keep them on a high. You're self-sabotaging. And also, while we are doing this here, while all of this is happening, Guess what's happening in China? Guess what? The, guess what? I'm a 2000 in China being taught. Hey, um, they're being taught technology. They're being taught new systems, how to, to create, how to build, architecture, education, the business, business. That's what I'm a 2Ks in other countries are being taught while our 2Ks are embarking on a groove this weekend and the next and the next while you're embarking on every other thing that is not contributing to your growth you are self-sabotaging and you're not only self-sabotaging yourself you are self-sabotaging your family your children and the people that are going to come after you so it's a, it's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a tie there's a very very um, great generation rising up but also they're great sabotagers and we need, to, we need to identify the systems or the things that contribute to such uh, uh, people or to such Amatuke ending up sabotaging themselves. Because I, I think it's intentional from, from the people that are running our system in the world. It's intentional so that they can keep this continent or these type of people, you know, on the loop, on the chalk holes. So if they can't do it through apartheid, they'll find another system and that's where we need to watch out.
we need to be extra extra vigilant and careful of what systems are being rolled out now for this generation because they are going to be implemented for years and decades to come so uh, i think we're gonna get to a close of this episode let us see what was my last point so my last point was if, if we are throwing these notions of they're lost they're the they're the sad generation or they're quick to to to, to commit suicide if we are going to throw these terms and notions you must bear in mind that in 2000 if someone was born in 2000 there's still a yes you might be seeing i'm at 2000 now that are 16 or 17 or 13 but now you're passing on that curse to to the next generations as well so that the, the three-year-old that was born three years ago is still a 2000 so how far are we going with the cursing how far are we going with the labeling and the naming and the shaming how far really are we going if we're saying the 2000s are lost how far are we really going you need to be careful because now we might find ourselves having cursed decades and decades of our people because we don't watch what the tongue is spewing, you know? And I think that, that we really need to do better. We can do better, and I think we must do better because it's urgent, it's urgent. We, we need to be quick and act and, and do things that are really going to help us move on and, and live a life that we, we were really um, meant to live, you know? We're looking at AMA 2000, building new political systems, building new uh, business systems. You know, and, and if you look closely, if you watch other podcasts on Tanta Likes, they're coming with a new voting system. So check them out. Check them out on Tanta Likes, all the people that are coming up now, or to Juzane Zuma. Those will be your new leaders. So check them out. Oh, Butitembe, how are you when it comes to business? You know, uh, Penuel, or DJ Smoo. Check those people out because those are the people who are going to be, to be watchers or to, to be people that are going to, to help us really implement the things that we want to implement because they're coming with a new narrative that really supports this generation and the next one to come. So uh, I think we're going to leave it there today. Share your perspective. What do you think about your 2K? <laughs> if you're a mom, what do you, what's, what's the relationship between your 2K? Your, your, your sister like me, I've got siblings, uh, I've got 2K siblings. <laughs> um, tell me, what's your relationship with them? You know, do you also feel the struggle of them just being too controlling? Don't want to hear anything? You know, what, what's your feel with them? Let me know um, on the comments below. If you're listening also on the podcast platforms, you can also leave a review. You can also subscribe. Please don't forget to subscribe on my YouTube. It's free, guys. <laughs> it's free. Please subscribe. Uh, it helps us get the episode to as many people as we can. So I really plead that if you enjoyed this episode, share it also with your family members. With them are 2Ks. If you're watching this episode, sit them down. Each 2K needs to see this episode. Mother to a 2K, sibling to a 2K. No one is left out. <laughs> no one is left out. Let's, co let's, let's converse. And let's, uh, you know, <laughs> see how we can best live life with our 2Ks and, and can just grow and just, you know, flourish and be the best people that we can be. We've got so many opportunities. We've got so many things that are, that are open to us now. You know, let's use them. Let's utilize them. So uh, yeah, that's where we're going to leave it today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Till the next one.